0: You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float, that's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill, we're gonna have a barbecue.
1: Hey, folks, we are back with another episode of the Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world. We're going to be getting back to the subject of canning and uh, some little nuances therein, and talking with our friend Bruce again. Stay
0: tuned. Fire up the barbecue.
1: Hey, folks, glad you're tuning back with us here on another episode of the Blind Grilling Experience. And like I said, we've got our friend Bruce Brooks back with us, man. How you doing, fella?
2: I'm good, man. How are you doing? Oh,
1: yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Any better, I'd be twins. Just don't <laughs> right? just don't tell Vince. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: oh, Jack- man. I tell you what we you know we uh well, last time we recorded and he was on with us you know we he pointed out his wife was having another baby and mm-hmm. um I I don't think we found out no we hadn't found out when we recorded but uh, no, yeah. it's it's been made known now it's been made known now they are having twins man that's right man congratulations Vincent Sabah Woohoo.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're excited. I'm just trying to get him to name the boy Bruce, or yeah, one of them is a boy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're supposed to be one boy, one girl. So I don't think it's gonna
2: happen though. Yeah,
0: uh,
1: yeah. I don't know, man. You never know. It it, it just it just might it just might. <laughs> so uh, maybe if we don't tell him what Budan is, we can get him to name him Budan. All, right. so. All right, there you go. <laughs> Speaking of which, you cooked up some boudin this past week, didn't you? Or at least here, not boudin. long ago.
2: Yeah, yeah, but it was this past weekend, and uh, uh, I did a brisket. And uh, when I started that, I threw some baby backs on there, and um, about halfway through the cook um, of the brisket, anyway, I pulled my ribs and uh, threw some boudin on there, and uh, yeah, so that's what we ate for the weekend. So man,
1: so you are you uh, you just smoking the boudin then and. Or-
2: yeah, we just I just threw it on there after the ribs were done, and uh, you know just smoked yeah. it to to the skin gets crispy. That's what we do.
1: Yeah, yeah. See, I like grilling it again. You know, a little bit higher heat, but you definitely get the get the skin crispy as well. But then I love breaking it up over some um, uh, eggs over medium, a little bit of that runniness all up in that man.
2: I haven't had that. But it sounds good. My teenager Mm. likes to pop it over and pop it open and fill up with cream cheese. Oh
1: yeah. That's good, man. It's, you know, we can't get good boudin around here. Unfortunately. I mean, there's, there's a couple of meat markets that, you know, say they've got it and uh, yeah, they, they've got something, (laughs) but I haven't found it to be boudin. Like I'm used to uh, from Louisiana. So, uh, and
2: there, even in Louisiana man there's so many different places that have food, and yeah. it's and, and it's there's a hundred variations and is to me personally there's only a couple places that we really like to get it from cuz yeah. some people don't know what they're doing
1: yeah and that's uh, you and I were talking before we went on I, cuz I I thought it was Scotty's you said it's probably in Scott Louisiana there's a place
2: yeah, yeah it's yeah. called Best Stop and stop in Scott Louisiana and they have some of the best boudin they've got i mean all kinds of you know cajun foods where you're getting cracklings or yeah you know pistolets or you know fresh smoked sausage i mean it's it's all good good stuff down there and
1: Maybe where's the other high. place you mentioned somewhere else for good boudin down there
2: the best place in my opinion is juno's in marksville louisiana it's in kind of the center point of the state and um they have a they have a regular boudin they have Smoked boudin, they have boudin balls They have jalapeno cheese stuffed boudin balls They have seafood stuffed boudin balls (laughs) And I mean, it is They they make really good stuff They got regular pork cracklings They got chicken skin cracklings Which is Mm. just a big bag of fried chicken skin Oh,
0: wow Dude (laughs) You're making
1: a blind man drool over here, dude This
2: is
1: (laughs) Oh, man, I have to try that chicken skin crack. I'll have to make some of that Oh, yeah, that it, sounds good. But now, boudin, for folks that don't know, right, uh, first of all, Boudan balls is a whole other ball game than just boudin.
2: Um, it, They they actually, before they, if you know, it's the same contents, actually, that's in the link, but they ball it up and roll it in like, you know, a cracker crumb and deep fry it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like I said, you know, you have different stuffings and that kind of thing. I mean,
1: yeah. Yeah, and I I got a place I love, a Cajun place I love. In fact, the the owner's been on the YouTube channel and um and all that here in in Springfield. Uh Hank over at Big Easy, man, he's got the best etouffee I've ever had. Everybody, of course, everybody, you know, gumbo, um jambalaya, etouffee, all that. And and like you said, even with all that, there's going to so many variations. You know, uh, of oh. them. But
2: you you can eat A yeah. touffe or, or Creole sauce at ten yeah. different places and probably get at least seven different variations. Yeah, yeah.
1: And that's probably I just mean, the Creole versions. Then you got the Cajun versions and then you got I mean, there's there's all this dude, it, it Louisiana in and of itself is just a huge, huge variety of of such awesome food. Man.
2: It really it really is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely uh I, I love it absolutely love it but uh yeah the boudin dude that's uh i, I gotta get down there and pick me up some more boudin because yeah uh, I'm, I'm i'm i gotta you threw a craving on me man <laughs> God, i need to get some oh
2: good stuff man we love it
1: yeah yeah absolutely well dude uh how's the garden coming in
2: man my tomato plants are just blowing up they are loaded with roma tomatoes right now i mean they i planted them in april and they were you know eight inches tall they are four feet tall they are big around as a barrel right now um i'm actually having to stake them up higher than the cages because they're just they're just they're beautiful they Mm. really are beautiful right now that's awesome that's awesome
1: And I don't know if you got a chance to listen. I did an interview with a guy out of Alabama um, and uh, William Bowman, who has a little program down near Selma, Alabama, that he's trying to get, uh, he's in phase two. He did some, uh, like an orchard with various fruit trees, and now he's doing the raised bed gardening and, and showing those who are blind or visually impaired, letting them get hands on and doing some things like that uh, down in Alabama. Uh, But What's really cool, because I know you commented on a post. I don't remember if it was in the Homesteading in the Dark group or not. Which, again, folks, if you if you're not if you're on Facebook and you're not a part of the Homesteading in the Dark, and you want to learn more about you know gardening, you got questions. That's a great resource there uh, when it comes to you know uh, blind and visually impaired homesteading, canning, gardening, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but a lady posted on Facebook. Uh, and about doing some type of a farm, a a, a garden and and a bunch of other stuff in Southwest Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Debbie, I think Debbie because i've I've, yeah. I've talked to her on various things before. Um, but uh, that'd be awesome to get something like that going where you know, f- groups could get together and um, and visit you know, a certain organization get together and take some blind visually info, visually impaired. Whether it's kids, adults, whatever, you know, and just kind of show them, you know, how somebody uh, can work a garden and and grow, you know, there and be self sustaining in so right. many ways.
2: And I and I like you and I have spoken about it's much better to get hands on experience than reading about it or talking about it. Yeah. There's nothing like truly doing it yourself.
1: Yeah, and and I mean, granted, you know, we're we're while we're talking about it, we're also involved in in doing it, and so we're sharing our experience, trying to help people get motivated. But you know, the the first few times I, that I was involved after you're know, growing up, leaving the house, and and you know, getting married and getting our own garden, not not everything went perfect every time. You know, I mean, <laughs> no, <that's, laughs>
2: it, it, yeah. Anybody that's going to start gardening at the beginning, beginning you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Just count on it. I mean, that, and, you know, talking with old people or talking with people with experience, that's where you're going to get your education. And that's what we're, you know, what we're trying to do here as well. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Man. Well, you know, we talked about canning uh, a few weeks back. We talked about, uh, you know, so the, what kind of canner you've got, and, and we're still looking into some accessible. Electric canners for folks. You've you've got that jiggle canner that you talked about on on uh, uh, on a program. Uh, But um, what I want to talk about today is water baths, uh, and also um, what did you call it? Hot.
2: Um. Yeah. It's a lot of times when we do our our, when we do our pickled peppers or pickles, we're just hot packing jars, which means. You're going to fill the jars with your vegetables that you're going to um, can and then you're going to make your 99% of the time these are going to be uh, a vinegar brine like that, you know, like pickles and peppers are in that you're going to get you're going to pour your boiling brine directly into your jar and then seal it and you don't need Mm -hmm. to water bathe it you don't need to can it in any way. Awesome,
1: yeah. So, so we're going to talk a little bit more about that as well, and then we're going to get into the full, full blown uh, water bathing. And I'm not talking about, uh, you know, hygiene here. We're t- <laughs>
2: we're <laughs> right. That's that's what that's what Chris thought thought we were going to talk about taking baths today. So yeah, yeah well, I had, you I know, turn him around. I had to turn him around. That's
1: right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not, hey, not till Saturdays, man. Not till Saturdays. Right, right. <laughs> all right. Well, hold on just a second. We're going to get to that. For kickashbasket.com. For all your grilling accessory needs, check out kickashbasket.com. Check out the Kick-Ash can for all types of grills so that you can manage your charcoal and your fire, allow for better airflow and control. And of course, the Kick-Ash can to collect all those ashes and make for an easy cleanup. They've got some great heat-resistant gloves as well. They've got the JJ George torch and so many other accessories. They've even got a line of rubs that they're selling over on their website at (laughs) kickashbasket.com. Tell them, Blind Grilling sent you. All right, Bruce, man, I, I tell you, this is uh, th- when it comes to this this water bath, which which I want to get to. But before we do, let's let's get back to the hot packing for a minute, because we're we're talking about pickling things first and foremost. So that's you know, that's I think is going to be key in this, because you're talking about a vinegar base, right? So you, you we're doing. Uh, various types of whether it's a cucumber, would you do pickled eggs the same way? Hard, cause you're, I because they're they're hard I, boiled, I've aren't they? I've
2: never done pickled eggs, so I can't I can't comment or give advice on that. Okay,
1: I'm, all right, that's fine. All right, so so hot packing, right? So you're like you said, you put your uh, let's say your banana peppers or your cucumbers, you know, you put those in a jar, and you're gonna get your brine in a pot, and you're gonna bring it to a boil. All right. right. And and so there's all kinds of recipes for brines, you know, the, the vinegar based brines uh, for pickling and things like that. And then what you're going to do is y- there's a couple of keys. And this is really what I wanted to bring up for those who are blind or visually impaired, because this came up on uh, one of the again, I think on Homesteading in the Dark Facebook group about how you get your liquid to your jar. Uh, and uh, and there's a couple of things that you use to make that a whole lot easier for um that uh, that i definitely want to throw out there for folks
2: right and uh, whether you're going to be pressure canning doing a water bath or just hot packing you're going to need these tools and the uh, two things is one is you're going to need a jar funnel and you want to get a stainless steel water funnel or canning funnel rather um, it's going to fit in your jar perfectly. It's going to sit there. It's not going to just fall over. Um, And the, the one that we have anyway, it has a little finger loop on the side of the funnel. So you can, you know, hold it with just one hand. Um, And then you're, uh, you're going to need a big ladle, you know, to scoop up your brine.
1: Yeah. Now, so, so for folks, you know, who are trying to visualize this in, in their mind here, a canning funnel, while it's, it's wide like a normal funnel would be wide and it, and it gets narrowed down, a normal funnel, almost like, you know, like most folks think of, has a real narrow tube that then goes down. But a canning funnel has an opening down at the bottom that fits just inside the, the, the size of the jar that you're using.
2: Right, so you're gonna have a the the opening is gonna be you know almost three inches. Yeah, yeah, and and the jar is gonna hold it securely. You know, and, you know, yeah, like reason.
1: you said, we don't have to worry about it tipping one way or another.
2: Correct. So, awesome.
1: Yeah. So so make sure it is a canning funnel, right? So that that's key. And and stainless steel. Granted, there are some applications where you could get away with a, a plastic one, but I think. Um, Especially if you're going to be using hot liquids and, and the brine like we're talking about with the hot packing, you're definitely going to want to you know have a stainless steel uh, funnel for that, um, so you're not worried about you know pouring something too hot on uh, on the plastic. Uh, yeah. So so yeah, you can hold that; it's got a little loop you can hold on to it. But then the ladle that you talked about the 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 ladle is really specific for canning as well.
2: Um.
1: The one that you use, you can get away with other ones. Yeah, but, you can get
2: away with other. But there's ones. a I mean, cool,
1: there's a couple of cool features though about the one that you're using.
2: Yeah, we picked up one um, last year that we'd heard about from a, uh, a YouTube canner actually person that uh, it is an eight ounce ladle, so it'll hold a half a pint of liquid at once. So if you're, you know, if you're canning in pint jars, you're only going to have to pour liquid twice, um, you know, at most anyway. Um, because you know your your contents are going to take up some of that volume as well. Mm-hmm. But it's got pore spouts on the left and the right for you know left left-handed people as well, right-handed people. And then it also has a hook on the on it. So whenever you're done, you just hook it straight on the side of your pot. You don't have to worry about, you know, anything dripping onto your setting it on your stove, making a mess. Um, and then if you put it in your pot, you don't have to worry about it falling in your pot. Yeah. Or,
1: or where did it been, go? Right. Like if it's, if you put it at an angle and it slides one direction or the other, and then you go to reach for it. I mean, it, it's, that hook keeps it right where you put it.
2: Right. And that's, I mean, it's been very helpful as a blind person, blind person. So yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. And, and so that, that's awesome. And that ladle is going to be good for, um, for other things. I mean, not just for this, this hot packing, I mean, use it for cold packing. It's 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 going to be used for regular canning um, that we talked about before uh, when trying to get your contents into your jar. And it's really nice. Like you said, it's already, you know, it's it's pretty much measured out, right? You know how much you're going to be uh, ladling out.
2: Right. And honestly, we use it just in regular cooking as well. And yeah. and the tip of it's kind of rounded as well. That will usually go straight. It'll, it'll go around the edge of your pots really well. So if you need to scrape the, around the you know around the uh the seam or whatever, mm-hmm. awesome. So I mean it, it works great. We use it all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Oh, I bet. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And with that, uh, you know, so so that's again, it's a canning label, a ladle, right? Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Um. So that that would be the things that I would definitely you know recommend folks look at if you're looking at doing. Any type of of canning, water baths, you know the hot packing. Now with the hot packing, once you get you, you, we still need your canning jars. You still need your canning lids and rings, and you're going to, um, you know get get that poured into your jars. With the hot packing, then you just put the the lid and the ring on. You tighten it down, um, and you just it's good to go. Good to go. So do you wait any certain time at all?
2: Um, You know, in the past, uh, I would say, like, when we've done our our pickled peppers, we usually wait a couple months. But we did pickles last week, and we literally opened them 12 hours later because we couldn't wait. (laughs) And uh, they were really good. Uh, yeah, The recipe that we followed said 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, uh, they, I mean, they were not much different 24 hours later, but I mean, they were, they were awesome at hour yeah. 12. So Usually
1: stuff like better. that with brines and stuff. I mean, just better with time. Right. right. I mean, that just, yep. just, it's, it's all, it's just soaking it in, taking it all in and just distributing all that flavor throughout. And yeah, it's awesome. Good stuff. Um, yeah. So, if is there anything else on the what I mean what what do you cold pack, right? Because you mentioned hot packing and cold packing. What what is it that you're going to cold pack?
2: Um, so cold packing is you're going to be that's going to be reserved for uh, pressure canning.
1: Okay, okay, all right. So yeah, all right. So so you're not cold packing as in put it in a jar, put a lid on it, and leave it alone. Um, that's, yeah, you're going to can it after you've got it all in there. All right. All right. Just, just so we, yeah. Now, um, with the hot packing, um, anything else you want to say on that before we move into the water baths?
2: Um, you know, and, and if you're wanting to make pickles, which is pretty much the first thing I think most people try, um, we, I did this specifically just, for this idea to be able to talk about it on here. I bought cucumbers from the store, I bought four cucumbers. Um, they were just the regular long cucumbers, you know, on the Walmart app. Um, they were like a dollar a piece. And then I used some Mrs. Wages. Um, we we chose bread and butter pickle mix. Mm-hmm. Um, sliced them, put them in a jar, poured the, the packet into the pot Added what it needed for the recipe, which I, I want to say was like four cups of vinegar, something like that. Um, and then got to a boil and poured it in. Okay, and that was it. And it, it needed sugar because it was bread butter, but yeah. uh, um, so I mean, it's literally that simple. We poured it in, put the lids on, and that was it. Yeah, now yeah. you and I both talked about, you know, back in the day our grandparents always flipped the jars over upside down after we, the lids were definitely secured tightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's okay to do that. There's, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Some people say not to, some people say to, but the majority of them do it. And if you do it, it's not going to hurt anything. Yeah.
1: And usually what, what my, of course my wife does still, right. When we're canning, when, you know, she, she turns the jars upside down and, and, and then she waits and listens and you can hear, like, she'll know if she's got seven, eight, nine, ten jars, we'll listen for that many pops. Right. Cause you'll hear it sucking in that, that, uh, that canning lid and that little, you know, and yep. there, there, <laughs> there it is. All right. Cool. That one's done. <laughs> so, which is really cool. You know, you get that audible feedback, you know, and it uh, is. yeah, that that's awesome. So, um, so so that so that's as simple as it really is when it comes to to pickling and i've even had a recipe and i don't remember if i did anything on youtube or not but we took some little japanese cucumbers and we just did a quick pickling just on the stovetop um and that you know that you know and they, i mean they're ready to eat just within 30 minutes to an hour right you know so you're not even canning wow. those you know that's there's there's little things you can do with that but um, but definitely, when it comes to the pickling, uh, the the hot packing is great. But a lot of folks will still do the water bath, right and and water bath is great for so many things that you know if you wanted to get into canning, but you you you're not quite ready you know, for the pressure canning or you've just got certain things that may you know you're wondering, do I have to pressure can or is this something that is water bath? And, and so let's talk about that because water bath is probably one of the more popular things uh, for the product that a lot of people are wanting and is particularly when it comes to tomatoes, when it comes to jellies and and things like that.
2: Right. And I I think that's where most people want to start with either tomatoes, pickles, or jellies. That's of the people that, you know, minimally, you know, can, that's Mm -hmm. what they're doing most of the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I mean, really other than that, you know, we're probably the, the pressure canning that we do is probably green beans and other, you know, other than that, everything else I think is that, that we really do is either, you know, um, canning or freezing or, 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 or water bath. So, so the tomatoes, whether it is, you're going to do a, um, like stewed tomatoes, whether you're going to do tomato sauce, whether, you know, those, those types of things, um, you know, it's, it's a water bath, but what do you need for a water bath? I mean, granted a, a canning, um, Oh, a pot is going to be preferred. I mean that those things work. We know they work. We know they're for that, but you know, some folks are wondering, you know, rather than go out and buy a canning pot, what about this big Dutch oven that I've got that'll hold, you know, two, three, four, you know, quart jars or several pints. You know, what about this big stainless steel Dutch oven that I've got? Can I use that?
2: The biggest thing or what is most important is you need to be able to cover your jars entirely with water and have it boiling and, you know, not be overflowing out of your pot. So make sure it's, you know, tall. Um, and uh, another thing is you, you really don't want your jars to be in straight uh, contact with the heat source. There's been people talk about they put a dish towel in the bottom of their pot and then put their jars in on that. So that way there is something separating between the jar and the heat. And but, you know, you can buy a canning pot or if you already have a pressure canning pot that doubles as a regular water bathing pot. So you don't need even you don't need to buy two different pots.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but if you don't have the canning pot and you want to try and use something, like you said, make sure that it can hold enough water to get a, 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 to, you know, over your your cans that yeah. you can put a towel in the bottom or something, you know, to keep, you know, that direct heat source, you know, a little something between there um, right. and, uh, and bring that to a boil. And then all your recipes are going to tell you how long to, um, you know, to boil or simmer it or, you know, to keep it in the water bath. Um,
2: and also if you know if you're doing pints or quarts, they're going to have different times yeah. as well. So
1: yeah, absolutely, and and generally, um, the pints you know are, are what I'm used to when it comes to like the jellies and jams and things. The quarts are going to be when you're doing more of the bigger you know tomatoes, um, tomato sauce, stewed tomatoes that that type of thing. I I don't know of anyone who's ever. I've never experienced somebody who canned jelly or jams in a quart jar. Have you?
2: Um, I I think that's for somebody that's really eating a lot of jelly. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, just, I just I I just can't like you're you're eating jelly sandwiches like with pounds of jelly on it. I, I don't. So I mean, and a lot of people even use the half pint jars for jellies. I I think that's mm-hmm. probably used more than anything. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And and um and probably one of the 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 jams or jellies we've got most um my in-laws of course they go out and they you know they've already gotten their strawberry harvest this year but um you know they they'll do a freezer jam. Right? And and that's something we had we didn't even talk about that but you know the strawberry freezer jam which is just I'm not amazing. even
2: familiar with that. So I got to I got to
1: Oh, really? Yeah. oh dude yeah yeah you need to look up freezer jam and 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 look into that that's that's some good stuff man yeah. uh yeah the strawberries. strawberries yeah absolutely so so there's a freezer jam where you're not worried about uh i I have to double check I don't think you even have to water bath them um uh but uh I don't know i i, I like I said i i I reap the benefits of the knowledge of my wife and the in-laws so uh <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, and,
2: and and your and your trusty canning friend Bruce.
1: That's right. And Bruce, that's right. Oh man. The, okay, so folks, um let's see. You you sent us some uh some of the canned pulled pork that you made, which was great. It was awesome. Um probably one of my favorites cuz you you sent you sent me four things. Um but those pickled uh, uh, banana peppers were mm-hmm. outstanding. I mean, I listen. I got I, you know we feed a lot of folks throughout the week, and I had some college kids over, and they're like, I don't really like banana peppers. I'm like, eh, Just give it a try, dude. It was gone, man. They they were gone. <laughs> they they were like those. Are you sure those are banana peppers? It's
0: <laughs> like yeah, That's man.
1: Okay. Oh yeah, they like, I didn't think I like banana peppers, but I like these, man. And they they tore them up now. Uh, but, uh, even the, you did the pickled, uh, green onions,
2: man, I, I'm just <laughs> so, so
1: good. Yeah. But, see, I, didn't,
2: I hadn't even heard anything about whether you tried those or not. Oh so, yeah. Yeah, that's good. yeah,
1: man. Absolutely. The thing I haven't tried yet are the two jellies that you sent. Right. So I haven't tried those yet, but that's because I've been on this keto and I probably shouldn't even have tried the pickled. Stuff you sent, but I, I, there's no way I was not going to. Um, and and uh, you know, I just had to cut back a little other places, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, that's uh, that, man, that, that that was so good. Now, now on those again, even with the onions and those, uh, the uh, banana peppers, those were both hot packed,
2: yes, they were both yeah. hot packed. Yeah,
1: wow, that's good stuff. Well. Well, let's get back to the water bathing, right, for just a minute, because, again, this, like you said, is going to be something that's is a really good place to start for a lot of folks because you're not worried about pressure, you're not worried about, um, really, what you're more worried about would be undercooking, um, more so than overcooking. I would expect.
2: Um. Yeah, you definitely are going to be worried about the you know. Making sure that it's boiling for for you know for the correct amount of time,
1: yeah, yeah, so don't so don't underdo it, make sure so uh if it goes a little longer, you know that you know I mean you don't want to let it go <laughs> for hours
2: or a day right right, you know i mean reason um, we're
1: talking about a reasonable amount of time, but
2: longer is always better than shorter, and I mean, and your timer definitely does not start until your water is, is boiling, boiling over, over those yes. jars,
1: yeah. And that's, I mean, that's key when it comes to a lot of things that, um, uh, at least I don't know any other way to do it. But Like when I do hard boiled eggs, for example, I'll put the eggs in my pot. I'll, I'll, fill up with the water just over the, over the eggs and I'll put it on the stovetop. I turn it on and I, I bring it up to a boil. And when it starts boiling, then I time out about 10 minutes, uh, to do hard boiled eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You don't want to do, you don't want to start your timer before it starts boiling. That absolutely. That's, uh, uh, so, so that's true with a lot of things. Uh, but definitely when it comes to, uh, the water bath. Right. So, uh, and, and what are some of the main things that you're doing when it comes to the water baths?
2: Um, you know, we water bathe all, all of our spaghetti sauce, everything that's tomato based, we water bathe. Um, and then in usually in august is when we we actually water bathe our pears that's when our pears are coming in um and i mean that i guess that's probably you know two of the main things that we water bathe a lot of people water bathe their pickles a lot of people mm. water bathe their their banana peppers rather um,
1: than hot packing so so if if somebody was like you know cuz you like i think you said earlier there's a there's a debate when it comes to the, you know whether hot packing is okay or water bathing is okay. Um, a lot of folks don't like the idea of the hot packing. Um, and so you can do it. So if you're skeptical or you're worried about that, you can do the the pickling with a water bath.
2: Right. right. I mean, and again, I only can recommend that for, you know, the cucumbers or, you know, you're making pickles or pepper or something like that. Something yeah. that's pickled for sure.
1: Right. Exactly.
2: But always, always check a recipe, go with your ball recipe book or, you know, find, find a Kindle version of a, you know, a canning book or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and again, the things that you need are are pretty much the same as we talked about earlier with the hot packing. You need your canning jars, your, your lids and your rings. Now, and explain what I'm talking about in case folks are not aware, you've got your lid and your ring. So basically it, we're, we're talking about two different things.
2: Right. On your jar, you're going to have, you know, your lid, which is just a flat. Imagine when you cut the top out of, you know, a canned good or something like that. It's going to look like that, not jagged and sharp. Mm -hmm. But and then you're just going to have a ring, which is typically imagine the lid that comes off of your peanut butter but not with the actual solid top. It's just the spinning part that's going to go around the jar. And what that's going to do is tighten down and hold that lid to your glass jar. Yeah.
1: And usually those lids have a little bit of a seal on the underside that sits right on top of the, the jar, and that ring right. tightens down and, and puts it down. And, and let, me, let me ask you this, because there, I know another debate that people have and that is never reuse lids. Not Now, rings, reuse. Reuse all that you can, every time you can. Rings are no big deal. But when it comes to the lids themselves, there's a lot of folks that throw those away and never reuse them. Uh, but there's a few folks that try to reuse them.
2: I reuse them. Yeah. Pending, depending on the condition of the lid. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to meet a new canner, do not reuse lids until you know what you're doing, yeah. honestly. That's, and, that's what I recommend.
1: And you can get a real good feel about that seal once you've used them for a while. And once you know when one is is no good anymore, uh as opposed to a new one, I mean, you can tell that difference, Um, you know, then, then maybe, you, you know, uh, but it, until it, then. If it
2: doesn't, like if you go to press it and it doesn't pop back up, don't use it. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so you can get the the lids and then the ring. What's really cool about those rings, the canning rings, is they they're there's some purposes that I've talked about on uh, on the YouTube channel, and I may have mentioned it on the podcast. I'm not sure, but you know those are great for those who are blind or visually impaired for um, cooking eggs in a skillet. Turn that ring upside down and drop your egg inside that ring. You know, because people are always like, "Oh man, the, the you know the egg spreads out. I can't get a spatula underneath it, and and all this." Well, you know, spray that ring with a little bit of cooking spray, um, olive oil or something. Put that down and 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 crack your egg inside that ring. It'll contain that egg, and then um, you can get a spatula underneath it. You can get it flipped, and sometimes that ring will just come right off at that point. Of course, it'll be hot. You know, be careful there. Right. But you know, that ring can help contain that uh, that egg from spreading out whether you're out on uh, a, a griddle outside or you know on a skillet inside or whatever. Um, and uh, another cool thing and I don't know if you've ever seen this you can make individual little pies. Um,
2: I I, had, I haven't seen that though. Yeah. oh man,
1: we'll do like pe- pecan pie right mm-hmm. in those little rings, like individual servings. And put a little crust in there, you know, and then put your little pecans and your 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 filling and all that in there, and throw it on the smoker, and uh, and then then you can serve those little rings, you know. They got their little pecan pie right in the right, just oh, dude, it's awesome, it's That's awesome, nice. yeah. Awesome. So, so I have to try that. Oh, yo, yeah, absolutely, man. Those rings are you know they they're handy for a lot of things. So, mm-hmm. uh, but definitely uh the, the so the things you'll need canning jar your lids and your rings and now once you everything is sealed uh you can remove the ring right you know and if, just
2: if once you remove your ring and if your lid comes off you should be able to hold that lid you know with just two fingertips and raise that jar up off the off the counter you know or whatever you have it sitting on a little bit and if your lid comes off you didn't have a seal yeah and um, but yeah, after that, wash your jar wash your lids. I mean, not I'm sorry, not your lids. Wash your jar with your lid on it and uh then you can store it. And you know, if you know you read braille, put a braille label on it. That way you know when that jar what what's in the jar primarily mm-hmm. and your date. You know, if you if you're going to be canning a lot of things, you're gonna want contents and date. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's always good to know. Absolutely. Um, and, of course, that ladle that you talked about, the canning ladle and the the canning funnel uh, is yeah. always good because a lot of times, you know, if you're doing like a stewed tomato or tomato sauce, I mean, you're doing a little bit of cooking um, with that, and then you're going to ladle it into your jars uh, and then do the water bath. So those ladle, ladles and and funnels are really good to help you, you know, rather than try to pour from a big pot or something— that again, that ladle is awesome because it's already, it, it's pre-measured, right? I mean, you know, when you p- pick that ladle up, um, and if you got a full ladle, you know, the amount that is in that ladle, uh, and you know, the size jar you're using. So you're able to, to be accurate with that, even if you're blind or visually impaired.
2: Right. And one one other tool, you know, you and I didn't even discuss this, but is a debubbling tool. Um, you know, ball. A lot of the canning companies make one, but it's two things. It has a magnet on one end, and then the other end just kind of, kind of looks like a butter knife on the other end, but it's plastic. And if you're doing something like uh, peppers and stuff, you're you're gonna w- want to run that around in your in your jar around the edges just to get any air bubbles out. Um, and that's gonna allow you to put you know more brine in your jar to make sure you fill your jars up to the one inch headspace prior to putting your lid on. Um, and if you don't have that you I mean you can use something else you know that's i don't know plastic that you could use for that, make sure it's something that's hard plastic that's not going to melt in the brine mm. um so that I mean that's another tool and you, you can use something metal, but I, I just I don't recommend that so
1: okay, yeah, okay, yeah, I wasn't aware of that, and so that's that's good to know that that's real good to know um uh, to make sure you get all the. The bubbles out what happens if someone doesn't do that do you know
2: um ultimately if you don't get them out it's gonna ultimately they're gonna come up to the top and in your ultimately your some of your vegetables might not even be in the brine okay so yeah that's not and you because you want to make sure that you have all the those bubbles are replaced with brine Mm mm-hmm I got you. Otherwise, when you go to open your jar, they're gonna have something at the top that's gonna be mushy and it's not gonna be bad for you because it's gonna be, you know, good, but it's not gonna be edible. Right, yeah, we'll yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, folks, I, I mean I really hope if you got any questions, you'll shoot us an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com because this is something that uh, um, you know, I, I think is I think it's important. I think folks are interested in. And I really just uh, am, am thrilled uh, that, you know, we've got somebody like Bruce able to come on and share his knowledge um, with us and and talk about these things. So if you got questions for us, I know um, Dave up in Canada, I know he, you know, he asked about how you get it from, you know, the certain things, whether it's a brine or what you've cooked into the jars, how you get it poured into the jars. So hopefully we've helped answer that question to, to help him out. Um, and so I know we've had questions that have come in. Uh, that, that's that one particularly, which was important. So uh,
2: And the the, the later we talked about, uh, you can find it on Amazon. It runs about $16. And if someone can't find it and they need a direct link for the one I'm talking about, I can somehow supply that to them, you know, if they want to get yeah. join via Facebook or
1: whatever. Yeah. Homesteading in the dark. Uh, it would be a group that you could join uh, on Facebook and that would allow you also to ask some of these questions as well. Bruce, any last thoughts, man?
2: Uh man, just come on. I, I want to hear some canning stories. I want to hear what people are doing. Get get the canning. Yeah. Get the growing. <laughs> get the
1: growing. That's right. That's right, man. Uh, absolutely. Man, I tell you what, Bruce, we appreciate you uh again coming on and being on with us. Mr. Bruce Brooks from Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Let's let's hear that again.
1: Yeah. Bruce Brooks from Louisiana. There you go. <laughs> All right. Man, thanks again for joining us, Bruce. I look forward to you next betcha. time. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in Friends to another blind grilling experience. And we've got next some exciting news coming up in a couple of episodes as well, some new places you can listen to us, tonight. but until next time, remember to fire up that grill. And if you're looking, you ain't
2: cooking.
0: Barbecue, it keeps us together when life wants to tear us apart. Barbecue, no matter the weather, under the sun or the stars. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning, don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking, fire up the barbecue, fire up the barbecue.